Welcome to Bad, Boston Artists and Designers Podcast. My name is Calder. And I'm John. And we are your hosts here. Today on this episode, we have Evan Willard. Welcome, Evan. Thank you. It's good. It's glad to see you again. Seems like you're doing well. Love the mustache, as we've said. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's been about a year, actually, since we've last seen you, I think. Yeah, the last time I saw you, Calder, we were playing Frisbee. And then you just disappeared. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's so sad. <laughs> Just vanished after having some fun for the last time. I think the last time I saw you, Evan, were you with Bradley when cleaning out desks uh, when we were cleaning yep. out the studio space to leaving? Yeah, I think that was the last time I saw that you. Was there was like no one in the studio. Even sadder. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a gut punch. That was a sad moment, loading up loading up the cart with my 3D printer and all that shit, and no one was around. Yeah, well, I mean, I, did, I think the day, because the way it was set up, we had to um, obviously everyone had to go at different times to get their stuff out of the studio and I saw Bradley and Evan up there cleaning at the same time and I'm like I guess these are the last two faces I'm gonna see here huh yeah I'm like oh, damn bye guys it's like the quietest I've ever yeah. seen it too it's usually like so bustling yeah well I wouldn't say bustling it's really haunting it has a certain energy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so we know who you are but our listeners most certainly do not so can you tell us a little bit about you yeah, uh, I'm Evan. I am a visual designer at Mendix, uh, which is a technology company, an app development platform uh, based out of the Netherlands uh, with an office in Boston. Uh, obviously, I don't work in the office right now. Um, <laughs> what else about me? Yeah, I just spend a lot of time designing stuff. Um, I don't really think of myself as a visual designer, but that's my job title. So I guess that's how I introduce myself. Um, yeah, I like video games. I like, uh, that's pretty much it. I just design stuff and play video games. Yeah. Cool. That's been your, that's been your whole time during quarantine, I'd imagine. More or less. I've been venturing more too. Yeah. So that's fun. But, uh, that's good. Yeah. Gotcha. So where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from West Ossipee, New Hampshire, which is kind of like out in the sticks, uh, like two and a half three hours north of boston um it's like a really small town two thousand people <laughs> so oh, wow. how far how far from the line of new hampshire and mass is that i'm from i'm, I'm from on the line of mass that's so it's an hour ish north of portsmouth yeah. okay okay yeah so quaint place but not not uh as exciting as boston i would say <laughs> absolutely yeah. Now, did you always know that you wanted to be a designer or was there a point along your journey in life that you've decided that? No, so I didn't really ever have any, like up until I was 19, like out of high school, I had like no idea what I wanted to do. Um, so I originally, I enrolled in college for business administration because I was like, oh, I want to make a lot of money because pretty much like the only other thing I was really passionate about was video games. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll just do something where I can make money. Um, and then when I realized that I could like, you you know, cause I was always like a creative person, um, not necessarily in a good way, but like I always like fucking around and making stuff. Um, and then one day my friend Dale and I did acid and he was like, hey dude, like, you're creative, you could probably, you know, make money doing that. And I was like, oh shit, like, that's a good point. And I've never thought of that before. Um, 
So yeah, that's kind of what kickstarted. I mean, I didn't start studying design until like five years after that, but that was kind of what kickstarted yeah. things for me in a very huh. slow That's way. a pretty cool uh, awakening point. Yeah. Yeah, like an epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> At first I was like, I'm going to be a web designer, and then I didn't know HTML. So uh, that's how I ended up at UNH, because I decided to study marketing. Because I was like, oh, it'd be fun to design okay. billboards. You know. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's definitely a niche. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess that's a good, actually, transfer over into the relating question of where did you, where did your college career start from? Okay, so my college career, out of high school, I enrolled in Northeastern for business administration. Uh, like, two days before, two, it doesn't matter, two or three days before I moved in, uh, I had just started uh, seeing this girl, and I was dumb and 18, so I decided to not go to Northeastern so I could hang out with her more, um, which... I wouldn't recommend to anybody. Um, and then, Classic story. yeah, so yeah. I took a year off and then I enrolled at UNH for uh, marketing or marketing and communications. Uh, I did that for a semester. The second semester I was still at UNH, but I stopped going to classes because I was busy making trap music. Um, so I just spent all of my free time doing that and all of my class time. Um, obviously was not you know, invited back to UNH for a second year. Um, Ouch. And after, yeah, yeah. After that, I spent a year being a dishwasher and working at Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, and then, again, I was like, eh, like, I kind of want to find a way to make money being somewhat creative. Uh, so I went to Bunker Hill Community College uh, to study uh, programming or computer science. I did that for a year. And then my friend, Emily, uh, she was studying graphic design. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Uh, so then I transferred to graphic design at Bunker Hill, was there for a year and a half. And then I transferred to MassArt and originally for graphic design. And then I was like, eh, like everyone's a graphic designer. Like, that's boring. So I did <laughs> industrial design. And now I'm Very essentially cool. a graphic designer again. So. <laughs> it goes for a yeah. circle. Yeah. Graphic designer with an asterisk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like you can, like, with all the different things that you've done, you can really kind of take any, like, any one of those and transform it into a different field almost if you want. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, I don't really think of myself as, again, like a graphic designer or visual designer. I'm just, like, a designer. I just like to make stuff. Um, yeah. I feel like the medium isn't, like, as important as. You know, just making shit. Just the fact that you're actually creating. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I might be uh, misremembering, but did you have any uh, any time spent with architecture? No. I When I started in industrial design, I was like, oh, after this, I'll get a master's in architecture. Because, like, oh, okay. yeah, like graphic industrial architecture, like, makes sense. And then, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, towards the end, I was like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to do know. this again. Yeah. And plus, you could have the Holy Trinity. That's what I thought. It seems like a really romantic idea, but then when you actually yeah. put it on paper, that's a lot of money to spend on, like... <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you you transferred, you know, to different schools there. I only went to one, transferred to one community, community college a four-year, and I'm already, like, I, I think I'm done. So the fact that you've done that a few times over, yeah, I could, I could definitely get that feeling for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, now, you kind of already answered this question, but we'll jump into it if there's anything more to say on it. Uh, your website, um, it says that you're a visual designer, um, which I thought was obviously interesting, but you kind of already answered it, be, uh, the fact that that's your job title, um, but overall you see yourself as a designer. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, that kind of answers the question a little bit, but one thing I would like to point out is I love your website, uh, checking it out and going through your stuff. I especially love the about page, and I lost it when little you uh, yeah. pops up. <laughs> All right, onto I need to see it. this right now. And also the part where it says uh, things I'm trying to do, uh, I think it was like learn more, learn more or something. It like said it twice, and then like hear about you or something. And I thought that was really interesting <laughs> too. And I was like, well, I'm like, wait, what is he getting at? Yeah. What is yeah. your website, Evan? Uh, WillardEvan.com. Yeah, I don't know. When I was making my website, I was like, obviously looking at a lot of other designers' websites, and I felt like the ones I really gravitated towards because there are like so many good designers, and like the ones I always ended up remembering was when there was just some like goofy shit in there. And I was like, okay, I gotta like incorporate that a little, because yeah, I feel like if you put out like, you know, like if you put out dry energy, you're probably gonna get picked up by a dry company, and vice versa. Mm. Um, Good point. Yeah. So that's where the little, like, yeah. point. me popping up comes from. <laughs> oh, yep, yeah. there you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a nice surprise. And, I, I mean, actually, I think it, the whole website and that, I think it just kind of shows your personality. Um, like, I think it's very through line from what I remember of you in college and also all the projects that you were doing. Um, yeah. A lot of pink. Yeah. A lot of, yes, a lot of pink. Yeah. Uh, it also reminds me of your picture that you took when you have all of the Pantones falling around you. I forgot about uh, that. Oh, shit. It's a good picture. Yeah. I got to find that. Huh. It's probably on, like, some mass art thing somewhere. Yeah. I'll hunt that down. L Lars stole it. Oh, Lars. <laughs> so uh, what are some of your programs that you use the most now that you're a visual designer? Um... I would say like 90% of my work at Mendix, I use Figma. Um, I like I started using it for my degree project because it's good for, you know, designing UIs. Um, and like UI slash web design is like a decent chunk of what I do. Um, but I use it for graphic design too now. And like now that I use that, like every time I have to go into Illustrator, which sometimes like, you know, I have to use Illustrator on occasion. Um, it's just like so clunky and I'm like, damn, people need to like get on the Figma train. So yeah. you're saying that Figma is a better substitute than Illustrator, essentially. In some cases. Uh, In some cases. If you're like a really good digital illustrator, like who does complex things, which I don't, um, like I think you still need Illustrator. It has a lot of tools that Figma mm -hmm. doesn't have. Um, but Figma is really good for like maintaining brand consistency because like a lot of the stuff I do I just make into components so that way I can reuse it later down the line um, and it just saves me like gotcha. a lot of time and the user interface is tight it's a good thing that you bring that up and the reason why I ask that is because it's like I feel like I'm on a sole mission to replace every program <laughs> of Adobe uh, because they're just sucking everyone's money yep. uh, so it's like any program I can find that's a substitute is just kind of sticking it to them uh, so yeah. Yeah, Adobe's but, been a leech on my side for like five years now. Yep. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I miss I don't know if I well, can I talk about piracy? I miss back sure. before yeah, Adobe was cloud based and you could just torrent it and now it's like Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like you used to buy a software and it was yours, like physically and just yeah. like, on your computer, it was yours and there weren't too many updates, if not any, and it was just there and you didn't have to get pinged every time you turned it on and now I pay probably like over a thousand, well over a thousand dollars in general for yeah. it and it's like, uh, and I only use it like once a week. So. Yeah, use it for one project and you're like, oh, how long did it take me to realize that I need it for this project and how much money did I lose Not in the process it. yeah it's crazy i mean it's i'd say it's worth it if you're obviously in school and you've got you've got that career, yeah. yeah that allows either a discount or it's already paid for um i would say maybe go for it um, keep an eye out for the alternatives and you know Adobe definitely uh, not to completely knock them down they've definitely got some good stuff of consistency yeah. between everything uh but sometimes it could just be a little much and if you're not really using the programs uh that much yeah. then it's almost not worth it. And plus, Figma yeah. is free. So, oh, really? yeah, it has that going for yeah. it, too. <laughs> That's is... always... Yeah, I've actually already started using it a little bit because yeah. I went back into my senior project uh, trying to spruce it up using oh, Figma. Okay. So it's good to hear that you use it, actually. Of course, I don't know that much about Figma, so I'm still, still kind of learning it. But, yeah. So talking about programs... What programs did you use to do your uh, 36 days of type? So that is like 99% Blender. Um, okay. And a little bit of, uh, I would do like stuff, like post-processing stuff in Photoshop. And then like very occasionally I would use uh, Procreate to like fix up the line work. Um, but I actually just got like a cheap, this is like 48 bucks uh, drawing tablet. Yeah, I've got one of those. Yeah. So then I didn't even need to bring in the Procreate anymore. Um, yeah. But, yeah, pretty much my goal with, like, 36 days was I haven't really had much, like, many opportunities to use Blender at work because I mostly do 2D work. So I was like, mm -hmm. I want to learn how to use Blender to make 2D-looking stuff. Um, so that was pretty much, like, my mission statement. And then... I don't know, towards the end I was like, oh, fuck it, like, I'm just going to make them 3D because it's fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, it's crazy, like, all the stuff you can do with Blender if you, like, mess around with shaders and, like, freestyle lines, and you can really get, like, flat-looking stuff even though it's, like, a fully geometric scene. Um, yeah, that's really, cool. really fun. Yeah, I think that's a really good launching off point from, well, or actually switch over from, because you've done... 36 days of type before as well um, when you were doing with uh, SolidWorks and KeyShot if I'm yeah. correct. Uh, so the fact you're doing it a second time I think really shows how much you're willing to explore with the programs. Yeah, dude, doing like I would have to be paid money to do 36 days in SolidWorks again. Like looking back I'm like why? <laughs> I mean it's because it was like my first time 3D modeling so it was very exciting at the time and I was just like oh I can do this, I can do this. Um, but yeah, like if you're making stuff that's not going to be manufactured, it, like I wouldn't recommend making art in a uh, SolidWorks. So, yeah. what do you recommend uh, doing most 3D um, projects in something like Blender? Then? I would say so. Um, I also like Fusion is cool, but 
I feel like I never had a chance to like really, really get into it. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing about Blender is like it's not parametric at all. So sometimes you'll like hit a point, you know, six hours into a piece where you're like, oh, I need to change this, and it's like, well, like, start over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. So that's that's a bummer sometimes, but yeah. Now doing another switch over here. The next question is. What would you say is your visual style when producing work? Ugh. That's tough. That's like something I struggle with a lot because like, I feel like I'm very much still trying to figure out what that style is. Um, mm -hmm. I have like a tendency to, you know, I'll like deep dive a style or like a program or a medium and I'll get like very obsessed with it for a month or two. And then something else will catch my eye. So because of that, I feel like I'm not like super great at any one thing, which makes it difficult for me to like really define a style because, you know, like 36 days, like by the end of that, I was like, okay, I'm done with this. Like I want to, you know, like start drawing next or something. Um, yeah. So I'd say my style is like very much based around efficiency, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Like a lot of the work I make at Mendix is like very, you know, like, not always, but like single subject, like strong shapes, like bold lines, bold colors, because that's like, you know, efficient, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have a constantly evolving like aesthetic or however you define it. Um, but I mean, put, putting words on it that are like, oh, it's like slip wave or pastels kind of stuff. It's a little too constraining, I feel like, because it's always changing. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I don't know, when I started, I was like, you know, when I was at Bunker Hill, I was like, I just want to make glitch art and vaporwave. I was like, that's <laughs> everything I'm interested in. And then, you know, and then I went through a period where I was just making like stick and poke, like punk looking shit. And now I'm like making, you know, pretty corporate style stuff. And I've like, I have a blast doing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems hard to like, when I look at a designer's Instagram, and I scroll back like three years and they've just had like a consistent style that they're nailing. I'm like, how the hell, like, it's really impressive, but I feel like I'm too scatterbrained for that, I guess. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like so far, and I think I've said this earlier, I think, I, you're, you are right, yeah, your work has definitely uh, evolved as Calder uh, uh, puts it, but I don't know, I think, as you said, you have a blast with it, and I think it shows in all of your work mm. um, that you've shown uh, on Instagram and on your website. Um, and I think the things that has spoken to me with your work is your willingness to play with different color, um, and also it's just very bright and appealing. Uh, I guess you could say poppy is kind of the maybe the word for yeah, it. Yeah, I could be wrong. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, it yeah definitely it definitely has a, a punch to it. Um, that is, I think, very fun. Um, and I think that re really reflects, like, you, I guess. So, I mean, I think the fact that you're having fun with it and that you're having a blast, I think it shows. And I think that maybe is part of the visual that I see. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Like, I feel like I always want my stuff to at least be, like, a little fun. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. When I look at stuff like, uh, where is it? Like, if you guys... Well, I mean, if you're not having fun, then what's the like, point, you know? read these books, Edward Tuft, it's like... What is that? The, the visual display of quantitative information. It's like a series. You know, all this stuff is, like, very... 
you know, it's like how to make nice charts and like infographics and stuff. And I think it's like really cool. But like when I sit down to make something, I'm like, I just want it to be like, you know, like a burst of neon or like, you know, something yeah. that'll like make you happy. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you originally started with wanting to do like glitch art and slip wave. And I feel like all of that just kind of layers on top of itself yeah. and you've gotten to where you are now. And if you keep looking, it's just more and more stacked on top of it. And that's how you, be, that's how you create your own visual style. That's like unique to, to just you. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely never give up like glitchy stuff. That's always like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, if you just take like a straight line and make it like fucked up looking, it's like, what's more fun than that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to ask the next question, or should I? We kind of we kind of did a switch on the colors. We did, yeah. asking. Uh, I think uh, I'll ask. So, what are some okay. of your current projects you're working on, either jobs or hobbies? Uh, so at Mendix, I'm working on Mendix World right now, which is like our yearly, you know, conference thing. Um, so I was lucky enough to when I when I started posting some of my still life drawings, like right before 36 days, um, our art director saw it and was like. Yo, you should help us out with Mendix World. Uh, so it's uh, my coworker Jacob is like spearheading it, um, but I'm helping with like the rest of the graphics. So that's just been a blast. Um, he's come up with like a really cool system that I've like gotten to you know help build. Uh, so that's been a lot of my energy. Um, and then also Mendix, uh, I am the designer on the Sign Up to Buy team, which is just like our developer marketing team. Uh, so it's just me on that team. So pretty much like I run those programs. Uh, so we have like a live series that I do like the art direction and, you know, design for and then, you know, other like marketing material. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So I got, I feel like I got really lucky with Mendix because I don't have to do like any production work, which is nice, uh, yeah. which I was terrified of because that's like the opposite of fun. Um, yeah. And outside of that, uh, I don't know. After 36 days ended, I kind of just decided to take a little break from, like, you know, designing constantly. Um, mm -hmm. So I've been trying to make music more lately. Like, that's what I was doing up until this. Um, just, like, getting back into Ableton, like, trying to figure out a style of some sort. Nice. Yeah. What do you, what do you, I see you got the drum set there behind you. Is that your main instrument that you're playing? No. So, well, <laughs> I mostly, I mostly play the drums like throughout the workday to like blow off steam, you know, when I'm like in a rut. Um, I'm really not very good at the drums, so I don't like record them. Um, but someday I would like to once I have more practice. Yeah, I'm sure enough goofing around it'll become good eventually. Yeah, hopefully. Also, I like to play rock band. What <laughs> kind of? Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what kind of? What kind of music are you making right now? Uh, I guess I would say like synth pop, ish. I guess. Um, that's always been like one of my favorite types of music. Like, you know, like Passion Pit or. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Porter Robinson's new album. That's kind of what got me to like start making music oh, okay. again because there are just so many insane sounds on it and i was like huh like i feel bad how do you do that so yeah we'll find out <laughs> um 
Yeah, are there any designers or artists that inspire you or have inspired you? Um, I actually did write the answers to this down because I knew I'd forget them. Aaron Draplin, um, definitely. Like, I feel like that's kind of a cop-out answer because everyone, you know, likes Aaron Draplin. I promise this is going to be the <laughs> last time I bring up acid. But at the beginning of quarantine, I dropped acid and read his entire book, pretty much everything. <laughs> I've never heard of someone reading while on acid. That seems difficult. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to. It just kind of caught my eye. I was like vibing. And then I was like, you know, I've never read this. And I sat down and read it in one sitting. And that was like wow. Jeez. kind of a revelation for me. Because his whole book is just about like, if you're not having fun as a designer, like go find another job. Because like, you know, like we need designers who enjoy what they're doing. And that sort mm-hmm. of like cemented you know, just like my approach or like the jobs I was looking for, I was like, I'm not gonna apply to anything that I think will be boring. Like, and like, I just wanna make work that I have fun making. Um, so yeah, definitely Aaron Draplin number one. Um, Stefan Sagmeister is also really cool. He makes a bunch of weird shit. Um, he's just like a very enigmatic figure. I don't know. Um, and then David Shrigley. I've been obsessed with him lately. Um, you've probably like seen him on Instagram. He's actually older than I was expecting, uh, but he's just like super prolific. Uh, if you go on his portfolio site, you can just scroll endlessly. Like he's made so many drawings, so many sculptures. He has like a great sense of humor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like a super inspiring guy. I've never seen a portfolio like as big as his. Is it? Do you say Trigley or Trigley? S H R I G L E Y. Okay. It's like a very dry, kind of like sloppy style, but like very intentionally, obviously. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Huh? Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know. His stuff is just like very charming. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Oh, and also Temi Coker. I found him recently, um, and he just makes like wild stuff. Uh, he, I think he just did some stuff for the Grammys, but his style is just like very poppy, like very vibrant, um, mm-hmm. just like super cool stuff. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So where do you see yourself in the future with uh, everything you got going on? Hmm. I think I would like to be like, I mean, wouldn't everybody like i don't know i'd like to either have my own studio or like be a creative director at a studio um i mean like obviously uh i don't know i just like i just want to be somewhere that like i am making a comfortable living and having fun um like whatever form that ends up taking like in my dream world if i just blew up and got rich and could spend all my time doing like random projects like that would be really fun i feel like there are some artists who just make random shit and like oh absolutely yeah that seems like a dream uh but yeah yeah. it's like either at what risk or like they have to be rich or something in order to have that time and uh risk to do it yeah do you think you uh have anything in mind of like some wild project you wish you could do oh man I don't know. I have like a, so I keep like an Evernote list of just like random project ideas, but I don't know if I have it handy, but like, I don't know. 
Like, I really want to do more stuff with electronics. I have a couple Arduinos that I did uh, a project with freshman year that never got, like, I did finish it, but it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um, so I'd like to, like, revisit that at some point uh, and just get back into, like, soldering and hardwiring because, like, I love building computers, so I feel like that's, you know, a natural extension of that. Um, yeah, so that's like, fun stuff. I, always, I remember seeing, like, the... Uh mechanical instruments when I was little. I think they were actually like all rendered and it was like rendered programs of like these balls falling on like trumpets and yes. drums and all that stuff. It's like imagine doing that in real life with Arduinos and other things would be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be a little unnecessary, but Yeah, that'd be super <laughs> cool. Fun. Yeah. Oh and my, my next project is I have a new um my girlfriend and I are moving into a new place and I wanna nice recreate the whole place in blender before we move in so i can plan oh, out cool because like for planning purposes but also be fun just to practice like some archviz stuff you know yeah learn how to That'd render really cool. have you heard of people are doing um uh, what is it called vr chat people are creating their entire apartments so they can hang out with their well, friends in their yeah. virtual apartment without uh, them actually damn. being there i always thought vr so chat was just like a meme i didn't know that people were actually like <laughs> heavy into it i think it blew up once quarantine hit that and, makes sense. and it was a way to hang out visually in person without actually yeah i feel like by the time though that they'd have their apartment like meticulously detailed for a vr chat in quarantine like they're already announcing the end public so like all of a sudden quarantine's over and they're like ah shit <laughs> i finished the apartment well that's when you just become like a an apartment dweller just so yeah it. you don't lose all that time yeah i feel like that's a natural thing that people like to do though um like you you saying that like oh yeah i'm making the apartment in blender like i've tried doing that in um on ps4 they have a dream uh game called dreams yeah. um and i've tried doing that in dreams uh which is difficult uh and but i also even younger than that i remember uh, like the sims when i was a kid trying to remake my whole yep. house and the sims and i'm like what, what should we do different mom to the house Look at this high-detailed Sims house I made. Yeah, when I was uh, in high school and I first learned SketchUp, because that was the CAD program they were teaching us, yeah. um, I recreated my room and my bed and everything. I was like, oh, what kind of reorienting can I do with what limited space I have? I, that's funny. What, that's fun. I moved, like, I moved rooms in, this was two years ago? I was just moving rooms but in the same apartment, and I was learning SketchUp that summer, so I made it in SketchUp. Oh, really? But like in a Boston, there are only two places you can put a fucking bed in a Boston apartment bedroom. So like, honestly, I was just doing it because yeah. I wanted to like nerd out on SketchUp, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. What advice do you have for someone following a similar path as yourself? Hmm. That's a tough one because like, I still feel like I'm a child, so I'm like, I should, <laughs> I shouldn't be giving advice to people. That makes me feel better. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a better way of looking at it is, like, what do you wish you knew when you were yeah. uh, a sophomore, per se? Speaking to your younger you from that time, go back in time. I don't know. This is going to sound like some corny shit, but, like, when I was younger, I just wish I knew that, like, shit would turn out okay. You know? Like, not in, like, a super deep way, just, like, if you just, like, do the things you enjoy doing and just, like, stick to that, like, eventually you're going to end up somewhere nice. Um, yeah, I think like, and obviously you have to work hard. Um, but like, 
Yeah, I just say like work hard and have fun. It's like the most generic. Definitely good advice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's perfectly, I think I've been learning that more and more. I think actually each guest we've talked to, um, I feel like, like I've been realizing that actually more and more is that if you just keep going with the things that you enjoy, something is going to come out of it. Something's got to give. Yeah. You know? It's funny how fake advice sounds when you're younger and then you get older and you like realize, oh, I should like, have actually oh, shit, listened to that. Yeah, right? Because yeah. you're like, oh, it has to be more complicated than that. But there like really hasn't right. been, you know, like my life has not followed any sort of like deep, like, you know, <laughs> here's my philosophy yeah. and like why I'm doing it. It's just like following your gut, I guess. A great example of that yeah. is... Right before senior year, when I was at Sprout, I was like doing some research on like design fields. And I was like, oh, like UX designers, they start out at like 90 to 100 grand in New York. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. And that's why I did that like senior project. And then like, as I was doing it, I like, I had a lot of fun doing it, but I was like, I don't wanna do this for the rest of my life. Um, like doing, especially UX, like straight up UX. It's just not that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so i was like eh, is it really worth pursuing like for the potential to maybe make more money in the future i'm like no so stuff like that like yeah drop out of business school do it <laughs> <laughs> do it makes you happy yeah so where can we find uh more of your work willardevin.com slash willardevin on instagram yeah there you go i am super inconsistent with posting things so it's either Evan Willard or Willard Evan, but you'll find it. No, it's always Willard Evan. Well, people okay, have asked okay. me if that's my name, like if what my first name is, and I'm like, oh, it's Evan. So why do you uh, put the Willard first? Because when I made my Instagram, someone had already taken Evan Willard, and uh, then I was like, well, I want to be consistent across platforms. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and also I like how it's W E which can be like we, or it can be like whatever, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's a great, like, just overall advice is, like, go with the flow and things will work out. You can't never really follow a plan because stuff is going to get tossed sideways pretty much always. Yeah, and also, also the other advice would be, like, beyond working hard, just be obsessed with shit. Because, like, I feel like that has like turned out well for me you know yeah i think to go off what you're saying there uh, i think the thing that like i know me when i was a little bit younger was like you just said uh, you know get obsessed with something which i think is the right mindset i think a younger me would find like oh is that the right thing to be obsessed with a certain topic and having a self-doubt like oh am i going to get obsessed with this and find out it's the wrong thing uh which is like don't overthink it really yeah i think it's about like pursuing stuff like i i become obsessed with like these metal machined rings so i bought a like machine lathe and i'm starting to make them and it's like if i just keep going eventually i can be selling the same rings that i'm like looking at online but if i just give up then you know i was obsessed with it for a week and then forgot about it yeah or like your sneaker drawing to pursue it yeah Mm. i need to keep doing those i've been pretty busy but you had some amazing sneaker drawings that you did recently, like that Acid Drip uh, New yes. Balance. Oh, but Crazy. I do those on my iPad. Like, I, if you ask right. me to sit down and just, like, draw a sneaker on a piece of paper, it would look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That's my other secret. I can't draw for shit. I couldn't. I, I couldn't <laughs> when I started, and I still can't. So, if just more practice. If you're in the same situation. Don't feel discouraged because you can just make stuff on yeah. the computer. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think I can kind of draw uh, depending on what it is. But like iPad stuff, I use my iPad a lot, and uh, or the Cintiq, and it's just a lot of like cheating with the tools that are on the program yep. to get the job done. Yeah. Yeah. No one will know you've traced as long as you get rid of the layers. Yep. But still, big respect to people <laughs> who can draw. I think that's, like, the most impressive shit. Yes. That blew me away when I was at Sprout. I was like, oh, you guys can all, like, actually draw things, like, just <laughs> naturally. Like, wow. Yeah, it's definitely a good skill. Yeah. But practice will uh, will definitely get it better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Evan, I think we're out of time. Thank you so much for being on here. We had a great conversation with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Evan. Yeah, this was awesome. Of course. Next episode is speaking with OK Good, a Boston-based design and motion service, a.k.a. Cody Rimillard and Christian Corpy. You can reach us on our Instagram at bad underscore media underscore and our email at badboston.media. listening to the Boston Artists and Designers Podcast, created to provide insight to all kinds of creative minds by sharing the work and experiences of our peers and discussing what inspires and drives them. The goal is to create a platform for collaboration, networking, discussion, and education. Bad Podcast is created and hosted by Calder McKay and John Chevrette. Music by Tom Abbott. John and I are just getting started and hope to get better over time and with your feedback. Thanks again for listening.